Thundergrunt Podcast Network. Hey there, Curiosos. So do you remember last year when we had a live Curioso show? Uh, I do. I do too. And we're going to have another one again. Nice. Now this show is going to happen March 20th. The doors are at 9, the show starts at 9.30, and this is going to be at the Black Cat in D.C. Mm-hmm. $12 for advanced tickets, and you can get those at theblackcatdc.com. $15 at the door. So the topic for this live show is going to be... Tiki and Tiki Culture. So we're going to have a bunch of fun costumes, a bunch of great performers in the theme of the Hawaiian Tiki Culture. We're importing some palm trees. <laughs> That's right. Or maybe not. Maybe. We're bringing our surfboards. I, okay. Or maybe not. Maybe my paddleboard. I will probably drink a Mai Tai. <laughs> I will. I'm going to drink some zombies. Okay, sounds great. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have some tiki and Hawaiian music. Mm-hmm. And if you come out to the show, you're probably going to get late. So that's March 20th. At the Black Cat in D.C. I'm a great admirer and a fan of Asian culture, especially the food. So one day when I found myself in an Asian restaurant supply store, I had to pick something up. So I got this three-tiered, small bamboo steamer. And I promptly went home and tried it out. And after some time and patience, I can say I'm relatively decent at making and preparing dumplings. But I am an expert at eating them. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. Trigger alert, spoiler alert. Trigger alert, this might be graphic. Both. So, Joe, here we are, again, recording The Curioso. Again. And uh, it's been such a tough week for us on our day jobs that I decided to bring uh, a little bit of my date night cider Mm -hmm. used from the leftover dates when we did the Trappist episode. I I used that in some cider and brewed it. And uh, I think the Hobo Radio guys tried some on their -hmm. their show. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're trying some now. What do you think? It's, uh, It's pretty tasty. It looks kind of like camel urine. Yeah, well, it's that's what it's made to be. <laughs> it's, made, it's made to look like camel hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, very opaque. Uh, but, no, it's, it's tasty. It's nice and tart. It is very tart. Yeah. Uh, little, it needs a little sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but past that, pretty good. What's well, the... Um, it's 7%. 7%? Yeah, well, 7% bad. cider, yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about cider today, Joe. Mm-mm. We're here to talk about taking some dumplings. <laughs> A big old steaming dumpling. <laughs> now, here's the reason. You you were like, dumplings? Really? I, like, yeah, that's I was, an episode? I was, really, for real? Yeah. We're going to do this. And you were like, yes, we're doing okay. this. So a lot of the time, uh, most of our episodes focus on something very specific, mm-hmm. you know, with a varied history. Yeah. You know, uh, usually regional, mm-hmm. you know, or, or cultural. Where every once in a while we pick five topics, like notable animals. Right. Kind of right. do them. Now, you will be hard pressed to find a culture on this planet that doesn't have a version of dumplings. Some kind of dumpling. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I thought it would be such a great episode, is because every corner of the world mm-hmm. has this. It, well, like, 
you know, I'm thinking like Mexican culture, like tamales. Mm-hmm. You know oh, what I mean? We'll get, our, in, we'll our, get our, into. Yeah, I mean, there's so, there's so many dumplings. Yeah, yeah, and, and it probably originated uh, kind of like bread. Mm-hmm. independently in various cultures once people figured out how to farm grains and uh, leavening agents and stuff like that it probably happened all over the world at various different times well we- most dumplings are unleavened though right right, right? but i'm so saying- the, the, the bread is the leavening agent you know, or has leavening agent in right, it, whether it right. be yeast or you know uh, baking soda baking powder mm-hmm. that sort of thing mm-hmm. but dumplings they're just they're kind of flat, right? I mean, they don't have like a right. lot of. Well, you know, here's the thing: they don't have nooks and crannies. Some cultures developed unleavened bread first, mm-hmm. and then just you know found the the leavening agent worked in the bread, yeah. yeast and such. Take another sip of this date night cider. Mm-hmm. Now that is date night cider, and Joe and I aren't technically on a date. <laughs> no, well, yes. Uh, we, we do have a... We're, we're on a, a dumpling date. A dumpling date. <laughs> Those are kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've only been on one in my entire life, and it was awesome. Uh, and I'll explain that later. But anyway, uh, the history, uh, the, uh, the word origin we use for, for dumpling, pretty uncertain origin. It Most I can find is it came around in probably early, mid-1600s, the low German word for dump or lump referring to the ball of dough, mm-hmm. uh, and L-I-N-G for young or small. Now, different cultures, of course, they had different names for everything, but the word dumpling itself, that's the farthest I can find. But also, to me, the connotation of dumping some dough into a stew or to some boiling water right. to make you know the dumpling, mm-hmm. it just makes sense to me. You, right. You it's, know what I mean? You take some dough, you dump it in. It's a dumpling. Right. Well, it's, it's like a, a applejack. Mm-hmm. It is apples, and the process is called jacking. Yeah. You know? So traditional, the traditional jacking method. Right. It's bing, bing, bing. <laughs> it's spot on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was probably m- most likely a way to stretch small amounts of food products back in the oldie days, mm-hmm. the oldie times, in different cultures. Vegetables and meat sometimes were hard to come by, or you had a very small supply of them through winters and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the best way to stretch those things out is come up with inventive ways to serve those, but you know, cut them with things you can make easily, like Bread and for the for the whole family and for the whole family. So So, you have some flour left over from the wheat or whatever that you you know you know that Mm -hmm. you that you had. Mm -hmm. You take that, you crush it up, you have it in your stores. Mm -hmm. So that's going to go all winter long. Right. You know. uh, You know, Grandpa goes out and he shoots. You know what I mean? A a squirrel and he wants to make some squirrel dumpling stew. Mm -hmm. Comes back. You know, grandma makes the dumplings and, and throws them in, and then mm-hmm. there there you go. Everybody's going to eat. Right. Well, it's like, it, you know, you have a pound of protein, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Yeah. And you've got four to six people to feed on a pound of protein. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot. That is yeah. not a lot of food. But if you add that pound of protein with another pound or so of different vegetables and spices, mm-hmm. and you you take a basic, basic dough, and you either stuff it or you you mash it all together and you make sort of a ball, you know, and like you said, you throw it in a stew or a pot or of boiling water or something. Now you've got three or four pounds of these little individual bite-sized things with a little bit of meat, a little bit of veggies and some spices. Yeah. And it, it you can 
have it's some, stretched out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you 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 can feed way more of the family. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Especially back in the old oldie time days, where you would have like sixteen kids. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. I and you're the, feeding them all on the farm. That was the yeah. quota, right? Like mm-hmm. sixteen. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, my just both sides of my family. They've got, I think, like, you know, on my father's side, they've got like six six kids, and then on my mother's side, they've got like I don't know, like eight or something Sheesh. like that. Yeah, you're related so, to everybody. Around I know, here. really, like anyone in the area. Like, <laughs> I seriously. Like, I had to screen my wife to make sure we weren't related before we started dating. <laughs> right. So, you know. Nice. I really am. I'm related to everybody. And if I'm not related to them, they know my aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. you know. So one of the first recipes for dumplings was found in Apicus, uh, which was a Roman cookery text. Okay. The Apicus recipe was roast pheasant, chopped finely, mixed with fat salt and pepper, then moistened with broth. Then they were boiled in seasoned water, probably mm-hmm. salt or pepper or something like that. Um, any, any kind of herbs. Right. You know. And and it was, that was... People what, knew what herbs looked like back in the day. They would just yeah. go out to their... You know, well, they had herb gardens and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And there's still a version of that made in Europe today. Oh, really? Yeah. Basically, they take all this stuff and they... It's not like they're stuffed in the dough. Yeah. It is like the, the dough is rolled and... It's like making a, a meatball. Yeah, it's you know? congealed with it. It's like, you know, it, it, so... It's formed with the dough. Yeah, so it's kind of like, uh, it's just speckled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then filled dumplings came later on the scene in Europe, uh, but the Chinese were probably the forerunners of dumplings. Well, they are. The oldest that's, culture. That's the, I've never seen any kind of dumpling from, mm-hmm. you know, any kind of Asian place mm-hmm. that isn't a stuffed dumpling. That's what well, they're, that's the, what they're known for, stuffed well, dumplings. Yes. Uh, there is the wonton. Wonton. Uh, which traditionally is named after, I think it's fluffy clouds or something like that. Mm-hmm. They do um, look like little clouds, yeah. But they could be served, uh, the dough could just be served in little shapes and then toss in a broth mm-hmm. without so, anything. So, see, here's where where there there's this fine line because it's a dough. Mm-hmm. Is it a noodle or a dumpling? Ah, I think the shape. You know, like uh, I think the shape uh, because if you think about gnocchi, gnocchi. Uh, you mean gnocchi? That's what I said. Gnocchi. <laughs> gnocchi. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a G in it. Yeah, gnocchi. <laughs> right. If you think about gnocchi. Yeah, like I'm a knight. Yeah. <laughs> no, nochi? Is it just nochi? Gnocchi. Gnocchi. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Grammar lesson over. Right. When you think about gnocchi, uh, the, the <laughs> those are potato dumplings, right? Yes. And they're, you know, usually in a red sauce, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, they are not a noodle, but, you know, right. still Italian. Right. 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 Exactly. So, mm-hmm. But I've seen on, on several of the uh, quote-unquote dumpling lists that... Uh, ravioli would fall in there. Oh yeah, ravioli. But mm. but that's okay. that's a noodle dough. It's so if it contains because like uh, the the pasta dough usually contains eggs. Okay, correct. Yeah, uh, which helps congeal and firm up the dough, mm-hmm. and you get that that toothy you know that toothsome noodle feeling uh-huh. rather than uh, a matzo ball or you know uh, chicken and dumplings type dough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a bit of contention. There is a bit of a battle 
between what is a dumpling and what is a noodle. Okay, but in there's certain things. There's certain different things. things. There's chicken and noodles and chicken and dumplings. True. Very okay? true. And those dumplings aren't necessarily round. And no. we'll talk about that because I brought some dumplings along. I know you did. I can smell it. It's awesome. <laughs> but the Chinese go back with their dumpling uh, history more than 1,800 years. A lot of dumpling making. <laughs> it's a lot of dumpling making. And there are a couple of different legends in at least China and in Asian cultures uh, where they came from, especially the filled dumplings. Mm -hmm. In the Han Dynasty, a man named Zhang Zhongjian is... I'm willing to bet you said that wrong. I hope I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of different words and letters and things. Uh, he's supposedly the inventor of the stuffed dumpling, the filled dumpling. Yeah. Uh, the story goes that Zhang went to visit his home village during winter after being gone for quite a bit of time. Uh, and he was a uh, sort of a herbalistic doctor. Yeah, he was like a herbal metal, medical doctor. Yeah. Right? So yeah. He, he was like, like tiger penis makes you, you know, your erections bigger. That is untrue. But it's, <laughs> you know, snake venom makes you more, you know, makes you strong. Roasted eel? No, I, I think it came from uh, from an episode of uh, Three Sheets, uh, the Zane Lamprey vehicle. Okay. Where yeah, he yeah. goes and the guy's like, ooh, you need unagi. Make sure. Well, that's strong. That's smoked and, eel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, it may, yeah, it's like an aphrodisiac. Oh, it makes yeah. you virile. So so he was basically yeah. that guy. Yeah. You know, the, the herbalist doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, he noticed when he got back to his home village, that people were suffering from what is called chillblains, mm -hmm. uh, which is an inflammation of the blood vessels uh, in the skin. So they, Didn't they have problems with, like, their ears? Well, here's the thing. With chillblains, it's also called pernio. Okay. The symptoms come on from rapid temperature change, usually cold temperatures, and prolonged uh, exposure to cold temperatures. Yeah. So it uh, sounds like frostbite, if you ask me. Kind of. It's yeah. like before frostbite. Yeah, just like a like a type of frostbite mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So you would have uh, itching, redness, blistering, and most of the areas that were exposed. Exposed were ears, nose, fingers, and toes, the extremities, yeah. basically. So he saw that a lot of the villagers were suffering with that. They had, fro they had Jack Frost nipping at their nose. Uh, yes, yeah. mm -hmm. like severely. So in his uh, herbalistic wisdom, uh, he had decided to come up with a sort of herbalistic concoction mm -hmm. with some of the, the stuff that he had on hand at the village, which included mutton. Chilies, uh, healing herbs, and then he took all those things and he, he minced them all up, chopped them all up, and wrapped them in scraps of dough, basically like uh, like you would uh, a pill. Yeah, you know, well, like a wonton wrapper is he, what I'm thinking. Yeah, but right? he, Something he's like that. he's making them for individual use. Yeah, so that's why he put them in these little packets of, of dough mm -hmm. for to hand out to each person that was suffering uh, with the uh, the affliction. He takes them and he boils them in a broth, and he shapes them in the form of an ear because it was it was symbolic. Yeah, I think almost symbolic. He he called them jiaours uh, or ear protection, ear dumplings. Kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's also another term for it called a uh, tiao, 
T-I-A-O, which means horn. So they kind of look like little horns. Mm-hmm. They kind of look like little ears. Yeah. And uh, Well, we weren't there, Joe. Right. So, you right. know. Uh, so, yeah, he ended up handing them out to all the, aff- the uh, afflicted people. They became a great hit, and they started serving them all the way up until New Year's. And they still make a version today. Uh, the Jiaur, uh, which now in, in China is called the Jiozi, so mm-hmm. it's kind of morphed. And uh, yeah, you can still find those at street vendors and different restaurants and stuff. It's a little dumpling filled with all these kinds of good little things. Yeah, and I, yeah, there's a lot of herbs in it, and that's what I kind of like. Yeah. That sounds really good. Let's talk major differences. Okay. Okay. So everything I can find on what a dumpling is, it breaks down to two different things. Mm-hmm. You've got your simple, basic dough ball. Yeah. Which is, here's the cooking methods. Steamed, boiled, baked, fried, or stewed in broth, which mm-hmm. is steaming, boiling, and, and simmering. They're all considered a, a wet method for cooking. Yeah. So they're all relatively the same, different heat transference and stuff like that. But those are your basic cooking methods. And then the other major difference is a filled dumpling, a stuffed dough ball. So mm-hmm. basically they're flattening it out, rolling it out, or even having your, your little ball of dough and then stuffing things into it and then just kind of closing it up. Yeah, That's, like a snowball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like when, when I used to put rocks and snowballs when I was a kid. <laughs> Did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you were one of those asshole kids. <laughs> I hated you kids when I was little. (laughs) But those are your two major differences. It's either a simple lump of dough cooked in whichever fashion that the the person chooses, or it's a a lump of dough with stuff inside of it. Now, there's an in-between where you can take that basic dough ball, and like I was telling you before, like the meatball, where you take all your materials and you kind of mat it all together, you know, so it's not really filled or stuffed. It's like aggregate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It is speckled with bits of, of fun stuff. And that's it. That's, those are your two major dumpling types. Joe is breaking into our dumpling stash that I brought along. Now, my, mo- my mother actually made uh, dumplings for us. Now, what these are are... These dumplings are called Eastern Shore Slippery Dumplings. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Eastern Shore Slippery, dump- slippery Dumplings. Okay. Eastern Shore. Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, no. I just, the name, Slippery Dumplings. They're Slippery Dumplings. Well, once you eat some, you're going to try You're going to try it. Okay. Um, Joe, the blue one, the uh-huh. blue is uh, really meaty chicken. Oh, and real chicken. Real chicken. And the other one is fake chicken. Oh, man, I kind of want to try both. You can try a little bit of both. That's fine. All right, all right. Yeah. You can see they're all there. Now, the thing is about these dumplings is they're very flat. They're a very flat dumpling. Uh, and they're cut kind of like a parallelogram is, is how they're cut. So, you know, you have the, the two sides that are, you know, all, all, all the sides are equal, but it's not a square. So. Very hot. <laughs> sorry about that. I wanted to keep them nice and warm. And I haven't had dinner, so I am starving. So let's get into these uh, these dumplings. So yeah, you can you can see these these are really flat, slippery dumplings. And we actually took a video of this. Dana and I took a video 
while my mom was making this earlier mm. uh, for dinner. And uh, yeah, w- so we'll make sure that Joe edits that and puts it. We'll put it up on the on the show notes. So what? Uh, explain to me um, the ingredients for the dumpling. Well, it's really just flour and water. See that? That's what I'm saying. It's super uh, simple. With most of the cultures, they have uh, whatever grain or or um, starch is available, mm-hmm. you know, that will firm up in whatever they cook, you know, a stew, a broth, water, whatever. Uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes, flour, uh, any kind of flour, basically, and uh, any kind of grain has been used mm-hmm. throughout different cultures. So I was really curious what what you guys had used. Yeah, all it is is flour and water, and basically you you continue to kind. Of, I, I think salt. You mm-hmm. know, she salts it. Yeah. You know, for seasoning, and then basically she continues to uh, knead it over and over until it gets kind of gluteny. You, yeah, you have to build up the gluten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once it gets a little gluteny, at that point, you can take the dumpling, you put it into the broth. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of plumps up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like a big, huge dough ball dumpling, like a like a German dumpling. Right. It's just like a, a, a you know a thin, slippery dumpling. And these are you know known on the Eastern Shore. Basically, this is your like chicken noodle soup. You know what I mean out there. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a, a little bit more like a stew. So this is a chicken and dumplings. Right. Now uh, we w- I also found a recipe that just came out. Uh, it was uh, Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Chicken and dumpling recipe, mm-hmm. and it was very much like this. Hmm. Very, very similar. So they're called they're called slippery dumplings because they are flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, I think that maybe I might change the name. You know, once I inherit the recipe, <laughs> right. and and call it a uh, parallelogram dumplings. It's a it's a bit complicated. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can tell <laughs> they're, they're all slippery and thin, and they mm-hmm. just kind of slide over each other. Yeah. So. Um, my ex-wife, uh, she used to make a recipe that was from her grandmother mm-hmm. for actual like chip, chicken and dumplings, you know, southern style. Um, and yeah, they were basically uh, like almost spoon dumplings, you know. Yeah. You'd get the um, the dough out of the bowl with a spoon. You take another spoon, you slide it off the back, and that's it. You walk away. Dumplings done. <laughs> you walk away. And uh, yeah, they were really, really good. But it was like. It was very much like a, a chicken noodle soup mm-hmm. sort of broth, you know, very, very chicken noodle, yeah, and stewy this, kind this of soup, thing. The, or rather, this, you know, chicken and dumplings is almost gravy-like. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? All right, I'm going to try your um, vegetable version. Now, what did you what did you use? Ah! You took all my dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, it's all right. Don't. Just eat it. It's fine. All right. There's a little bit left for me. Um... What kind of faux meat did you use? Uh, I believe it's corn. Q U O R N is the is the kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether it's made out of corn or some kind of fun, fungi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm, I don't really remember. But it's. Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's. It's a very good facsimile of chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's in my beard. <laughs> All right. Let's start talking some some international some other culture and go through a few. And um, see if we can see the variations and just talk about them. Mm-hmm. So from Germany, we've got the Schopfenudeln. 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 Man, I love the German language. Or the Bubenspätzle, which means the boy's spätzle. 
Now, here's why. They are potato dumplings rolled into a torpedo shape. Mm. So they look like a little boy's wiener. <laughs> At least that's, that's why I think it's called the boy's Spotzel. Uh, and Spotzel by itself is just a tiny little dumpling. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually they, they make them with a sort of a sieve. They take the dough and they kind of grate it over this little sieve and it makes these little you know, dough balls that drop right into boiling stew or water or whatever. Yeah, now th- that's, those are the little tiny ones. Like I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like couscous and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, couscous actually is a, uh, is a grain. Is it a grain by yes. itself? But isn't there another one? There's another one too, right? Mm-hmm. It's really actually like little teeny tiny pastas. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what they're called. Oh, you mean risotto? Yeah. But it's that's a, that's a pasta. Uh, okay. All right. It's not a dumpling. I mm-hmm. just wanted to mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like it would kind of fit. Pain in the butt to make those things. Yeah, you have to roll each one by hand. Right. <laughs> right. Every single one. <laughs> like a one. tiny violin. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like no. how I used to get boogers off my fingers when I was a kid. No, those they're actually made with the, like a little extruder, mm-hmm. like a Play-Doh extruder, you know. Yeah. That they push it in, it has these like little tiny die yeah. and makes a little pasta makes shapes. Makes little tiny tiny teeny pastas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pain in the ass to make. Um then we go to the Czech, and I don't know if this K is silent or not. Uh, I'm going to make it a pronounced K. Okay. Uh so it's Kandidliki. It's Kandidliki. Okay. Uh, and that is a bread dumpling. And this is kind of cool. It's served like sliced bread. They mm. make these these dumpling balls. Yeah. Uh, rather large, kind of egg-shaped. Mm-hmm. And they take them, um, they're boiled, and they take them and they slice them like little, little <coughs> sli- you know, <coughs> little pieces of bread. Yeah. That and sounds it, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But it's a super basic dough ball. Then yeah, we go, I'm going to have to try that one. Yeah, look How it do you up. spell it? Uh, K-N-E-D-L-I-K-Y. Yeah, I'm going to make one of those. That sounds awesome. And then we go to Italy. Oh, you know what? I'm taking a look at the picture. I'm sorry to bring you back to the Canigliki, but um, <laughs> reminds me of uh, uh, polenta when it comes in the shape, because mm-hmm. you can cook polenta, you can either take it and, you know, like boil it and make it like a, like a, a porridge. grits, like a yeah. porridge, or you can take it and slice it. That's this is my, the way that I like to do it. That's my favorite way. Take it and slice it, and then you sort of, you can fry it a little bit, like as pan a, fry As it. a discus? Yes, <laughs> right. and then eat it that way, and that's it's, my favorite way to eat it, yeah. And that's how I discern a real good Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. If the, I've been to them before, I'm like, do you guys have polenta? And they're like, what's polenta? Ooh. I'm like, you are not even close <laughs> to being Italian. So, and then we go to Italy, like I was saying. Uh, and we, of course, we have the gnocchi. And then we were talking about the contention with ravioli. Mm-hmm. We have the... Be it or be it not a dumpling. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a sister of that called the, the agnolotti, uh, which is a, another filled dough ball. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very similar to ravioli, mm, kind of on the gnocchi side where it's more of a, a thicker, thicker dough. Then you go to Asian culture, which is probably like we were talking before, the most pronounced of, of the, the dumpling world. Uh, you've got gyoza from Japan. Um, you've got in China, you have the jiaozi. And they're both from our uh, the Western world. People term those as pot stickers because the dough 
tends to stick to your pots, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's pretty much why we termed it that. I just found one, you know, when I was searching up the Kniglicky, mm-hmm. uh called a Knidli. Mm-hmm. Do, do you already have that on your list? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, that's for like a Polish, Slovenian, Croatian, Bosnian, Serbian sweet dumpling. Yeah. So that's kind of filled with different kinds of sweets. Oh, yeah. So I like the idea of that, having oh, an, having a sweet dumpling instead of a savory one. Mm-hmm. You have those in India. You have, um, hell yeah, yeah, India, I love, I love their food. They have like the, mm-hmm. so, but they, you know, you eat something and you're not sure whether, you know, it's going to be sweet or, or not, you know uh-huh. what I mean? It'll be rice and you're like, okay, that's a savory thing. And you try it and you're like, oh, that's a sweet rice. Yeah. How bizarre. It's, it's usually made with like coconut milk or yeah. something, mm-hmm. you know, or saffron, which is kind of sweet. I'm a curioso. This is Tony E. from the Rock and Roll Freak Show telling you to listen to the Curioso Podcast. One of the best memories I had, now talking about a dumpling, or I mean a, a date night with dumplings. Yeah. I, I lived in, in Austin for a little while, and I went to, my first time, went to an actual dim sum restaurant. Now, that's something I've always wanted to do. Apparently, there's one in D.C. It's supposed to be pretty good. Maybe we'll have to make a trip down there and, and, and check it out. Yeah. So what it is, it's a style of Cantonese or Hokkien cooking, usually small bite-sized portions of food, which are typically steamed. And they also fry a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what it is, it's kind of like a buffet. Now, you go to... Uh, China or other Asian cultures that have a a version of dim sum and what you're going to experience is a a big open kind of room bunch of tables and then all these wonderful like carts that are just they're cycled through the dining room and what is on the carts are these little steam baskets or little cartouches with little bamboo steam baskets yeah yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. or little cartouches with stuff underneath of them and the idea is, is that you only take uh, what you're going to eat. So mm-hmm. there's a little plate with two little dumplings on it. And, and you're only charged for those two little dumplings. And So do they have, your, is your waiter in charge of standing there in front of you watching how many dumplings you eat? No, 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 no. It's kind of like a sushi restaurant here, mm-hmm. here in, in, in uh, Western culture where we have the list. Yeah. You know, and you mark off, okay, I want a hand roll. I want this. I want that. And you're charged because of that little list. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they kind of keep track of, of your check marks and what you've ordered. Very much the same way in dim sum. So the dim sum experience that I had in Austin was fantastic. Now, that introduced me to just a, a plethora of little <laughs> steamed dumpling creations. Mm-hmm. You had things like uh, shumai. You had uh, Long bao. Uh, Hargu, wonton, bayozi, and then you've had all your standard, you know, uh, uh, gyoza and all these different things. But they're all variations of a dumpling. Mm-hmm. And it's just fantastic because you just wait for these <laughs> little carts to come around. And each cart's like a mystery because you don't know what's in the steam basket. You don't know what's underneath the cartouche. You don't know anything until they walk by and they open up the lids and they're like, hmm? And you're like, oh, I'll try one of those, or I'll try one of these. So or do I'll they try tell you what's in them? No, 
They don't even tell you. No. Well, what if you're like a vegetarian? Well, they'll, they'll, like, yeah, they'll tell you that. Okay. You know, if you say I, I can only, you know, eat vegetables or whatever. Yeah. Uh, they'll tell you. Okay. You know, or they'll send the ladies over with just the the vegetable stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. to your table, and they'll just kind of hover around you until you buy a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just awesome. You just drink, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, Chinese beer and you hang out all day and you, and you eat. just eat a little dumpling yeah. and then it's, until it's, you're finally full of dumplings. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, like tapas. Yeah. Okay. Or a buffet, mm-hmm. it, but it, it's such a unique, but you experience. don't even get up. They just bring it to you. Yeah. Yeah. That you sounds can, awesome. Uh, there, there are restaurants in China where that you just hang out with your family for a majority of the day. You know, you sit and BS and do whatever, hang out, drink, whatever, and you eat these little things throughout the day. And it's, it's such a cool experience to have. So I hope we can find one around here. So next up, I found one that you actually might like. Really? Uh, it's a Lithuanian dumpling. Oh, hello. Mm-hmm. And it is called the Sepolinia, uh, which is actually named after a, a Zeppelin, an airship. Really? Yeah. So they're... they're very much shaped like a little Zeppelin, mm-hmm. you know, it's a dough ball, and kind of uh, reminiscent of a chicken and dumplings. Mm-hmm. And it is the national dumpling of Lithuania. Really? Yeah. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Joe, I got to be honest with you. I am about four grandpas removed from Lithuania. <laughs> four Even- grandpas removed. <laughs> Even though I am technically have a Lithuanian heritage, right, uh, and we like to go to the Lithuanian festival, yes, we do, and uh, and and uh, and and drink some Lithuanian sunshine, mm. uh, mm-hmm. uh We don't necessarily. I'm not necessarily Lithuanian and wouldn't know that, but right. I'm going to have to try that next I'm time. Just saying, just bringing it up. Uh, Mongolia, mm-hmm. you have the B U U Z. I think it's called the buzz. The buzz. What's the buzz? <laughs> Tell me what's happening. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Sweden. This one's awesome. Sweden. They have something called the bloodplat, uh, which is a dumpling. Yeah. Which sounds like it's filled with blood. It is. Oh! <laughs> it's not filled with blood. <laughs> it's all the the meat and spices and vegetables and stuff chopped up with blood. Sorry, I'm not peeing. I'm pouring a little <laughs> bit more date night cider. So it's kind of like a blood pudding. Yeah, or that a blood sausage. Absolutely horrifying. I don't know. It's it could be a little irony, you know, <laughs> a little bloody. <laughs> but the blood is mixed in. Uh, in Latin cultures, you have a ton of them. Uh, you've got the halaka, which is a filled dumpling. You've got the tamal. Not the tamale, um, which some people think that is mm-hmm. because it's still it's a corn dough, yeah. usually stuffed with something and then steamed. So, uh, I would say that that's a dumpling. Yeah, me too. There's another one called guanamos. That sounds like guano. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's, just, it's another variation. I thought it was another guano blood. No, a lot dumpling of, thing. No, <laughs> you. <laughs> a lot of the like Asian cultures, Latin cultures. Uh, Italian, it, depending on the region, the mm-hmm. area, uh, what is called this over here, they just call it something else over here. Yeah, and, and we we kind of had that when we were when we were having our meat episode. Mm-hmm. We kind of went through that when we talked about vitres, mm-hmm. which is you know the Lithuanian version or the 
the American Lithuanian version right. around because we they we had a big Lithuanian population, mm-hmm. but um, in other areas they make the exact same thing and call it something else. Exactly. So exactly. Africa, mm-hmm. you have the Banku and the Ki, the Kenki. Uh, Jewish cultures have a ton. Uh, what, what are the Batra and the Kenki made out of? Just uh, curious. It depends. Maybe yams or something. They, Usually I, I, yams, uh, some yeah. kind of uh, tuber. Yeah, like yam starch or something like mm-hmm. that. That's what I would think. Uh, Jewish culture has a lot. Um, oh, the matzah. Yeah, matzah. The kreplach. The kreplach, as it, it, some people say. It sounds, sounds like, like you very star, <laughs> star Trek-y, <laughs> like a, like a, a, a Ferengi or something. Mm-hmm. The kreplach. <laughs> Nepal, you have the momo. Central and the Middle East, you have that manti or the mantu. Well, I wanted to talk about one of my favorites, which is the pierogi. Mm, yes. Now, now the pierogi is uh, is technically it is the national dish of Poland. Mm-hmm. So Poland has put their flag in it; they've claimed it. Okay, <laughs> right. but they're not the only people that make the pierogi. The pierogi is made by Russians, Lithuanians, Ukrainians, Slovaks, uh, Romanians, Pol. I mean, you know, everybody makes makes this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, when we went to Jam at the Dam this past year, mm-hmm. which is the the kind of camping event that we go to every year, and I do a little performance, yeah. we had a guy that was Lithuanian mm-hmm. and had a little vendor booth and had pierogies, and he also had a little, what was it, like some kind of a cabbage stew with mm-hmm. like little tiny dumplings in it. Do you remember? Yeah. I can't remember the name there of it. but potato dumplings with onions, cabbage, and it was like... Covered in butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course pierogies there as right. well. So uh, you know, and the pierogies they, they can be stuffed with all kinds of all kinds of things. But generally, a lot of the time pierogies uh, wind up being vegan because they're not. You know, you mm-hmm. just basically use flour and water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not using any eggs. You're right. not using any milk or anything like that. Just usually and then they're, stuffed with potatoes. They're, yeah, they're stuffed with either potatoes or a lot of the time they're stuffed with. Uh, you know, sometimes they do have meat, but a lot of the times they're they're just stuffed with like sauerkraut or lentils or you know, I mean, they can be stuffed with all kinds of things. But mm-hmm. generally, one of the reasons why you find so many vegan vegan pierogies around mm-hmm. is because you know, uh, at at a certain time during Christmas, Easter, weddings, things like that, um, you know, during the holidays, you know, they would make these pierogies. But specifically around Christmas and Christmas Eve, the Roman Catholic Church actually had a fast on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Now that fast, you could still eat, but you couldn't eat meat, which right. is why they had the you know the pierogi that was totally vegan. You just had like mushrooms mm-hmm. and cabbage and you know and that sort of thing in it. Right. Uh, so uh, you know, henceforth, that is a traditional flavor, and you find a lot of vegan you know totally vegan pierogies today. Now, the thing about pierogi is that is actually the plural of the word. Uh, and, yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? Really? So a, the singular form would be a perog. Hmm. So a single pierogi is a perog, or perog, as I would say it here in my Baltimore <laughs> language. Um, but if it's a pear? A per, perog? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so it's not a pear. No, not a pear. Like a per, perog. Right. Instead of a pierogi. So, uh, also, it can be spelled, like, 20 different ways. Of course. Yes. I've, there's ones with, like, a Y at the end, an I at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of different spellings uh, of it. Same with the uh, the Germanic culture with um, a lot of their terms for dumplings. You could, There's a ton of different spellings and pronunciations for 
their regional versions. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so also the, the name pierogi basically means uh, per, which P-I-R, mm-hmm. which is f- a festivity, basically uh, a festivity pie. Is, is basically what it translates oh, okay. to. okay. A festive pie. A pe- festive, yeah. yeah. Festivist pie. Festivist. <laughs> Pierogies are just some of my absolute favorites, and I cook yeah. them all the time. Uh, I'll just go, like, to your local grocery store, find them totally frozen, mm-hmm. which any Lithuanian or Polish person would probably, you know, beat me up right. for. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. but I, I can find them totally frozen. Mm-hmm. They're like Mrs. Annie's or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, And, you know, you just I just put them in. I actually put them in a wok. Okay. With with some green beans and some cabbage and some bell peppers cut up, mm-hmm. and I just sort of bring them around till everything's brown. And I throw so a little you, bit you of butter, butter in it. I basically stir fry them, okay. and that's how I make pierogies. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, so basically for like the coating, mm-hmm. I use a little bit of butter, yeah, of and I use uh, I use vinegar, and that's it, just oh, white nice. vinegar, nice. and it it comes out awesome. Huh. So, and uh, this is for Darren when he listens to it. <laughs> Uh, yes, I would like a little bit of pierogies with my butter. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you, there's that uh, uh, German-European delicatessen mm-hmm. uh, up the street. One of these days, I'll drag you over there. We'll have to make it up. Their there. pierogies are pretty darn good. I'm sure. And they, they make them in-house, like, every morning. So I also wanted to talk about uh, Jamaican dumplings. Mm, yeah. Do you know what they're called? Uh, there's a couple different versions. Which ones are you talking about? Johnny Cakes. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, Johnny Cakes are made all over the island of Jamaica, but they're mm-hmm. very synonymous with Jamaica. Now, they, basically, they, they derive from slavery times, and they're fried biscuits, and they're, they call them Johnny Cakes, but they think that it, they think the entomology of it is that it came from Journey Cakes, because mm. once you take them, you fry them up, you wrap them up in a leaf or something, mm-hmm. you put them in your bag or in your armpit or wherever you're going to put it, and they'll hold on for a journey. Right. It's so like, it being a journey cake. Right. It's like in Lord of the Rings, and they have the elvish bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to walk forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've also, you know, all over the island of Jamaica, they're also called uh, f- uh, festival cartwheels, jacks sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, jack being, you know, Johnny Jack. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, most of the time, they're just like a like a fried dough. Sometimes they have the addition of cornmeal or vanilla or a little bit of sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll be like a little sweeter. Like Sometimes a beignet. A little, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a little bit more savory. But there's all different kinds of way to make them. Now, also, I found a little little bit about the Johnny Cake kind of history here in America, which uh, they're sometimes called Johnny Cakes or Hoe Cakes or ash cakes or baker cakes, mm-hmm. but they're basically like a pancake. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they're Shawnee cakes uh-huh. uh, or Jonakin for like a journey, you know, journey cake, right. but they're called a Jonakin. So when I had them in in, uh, in Colorado, it was a little rustic diner that I, I, I went to a lot, and they had them there. Yeah. And they were basically a, a cornmeal pancake. Yeah. You know, and they sometimes they would serve it with like maple syrup or uh, some kind of preserve. But the cake itself was very savory. Yeah. So, but they were really good, though. Yeah, I think so too. But it's it's the same way. It's the same thing to me, like grits. Yeah. Some people eat grits with some salt and butter. Mm-hmm. Some people eat grits with you know with with brown sugar. Right. So it depends whether you want them sweet or savory. And you know, Johnny cakes are the exact same way. You yeah, can well, eat them a little sweet. You can eat them a little savory. Mm-hmm. I I've seen that most of the Johnny cakes here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. are made like a pancake. Yes. Now most of the Johnny cakes in Jamaica 
are formed into a ball and deep fried that mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. as opposed to like a pan fried. They are pan fried in Jamaica too, but they're in right. a little bit more oil, basically. So yeah, so so yeah, there's uh, you know a lot of uh, apparently a lot of Native Americans mm -hmm. made this kind of cake as well. Mm -hmm. So you know I I don't know really no one knows exactly where it came from. Right. But it's, you know, a lot of, mostly, wherever it came from, mm -hmm. it probably comes from slavery and the slavers and going back and forth, mm -hmm. picking people up from, from Africa, from Jamaica, and that's that's kind of where it, it spent and it traveled. Right, and like most foods, mm -hmm. you know, they, they migrate because the people migrate. Yeah. For whatever reason, someone from here goes to there, their their history their culture goes with them mm -hmm. you know and it kind of spreads to their neighbors their friends their families other people who are like oh that's interesting mm -hmm. let's see what we can go with that i also found someone that called a johnny cake uh the new england tortilla is what okay. they call it yeah <laughs> because it has the the cornbread right yeah. right right all right joe so the last uh the last dumpling that i really wanted to mention here is sour beef and dumplings Mm. And they also call this sauerbraten. 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 I've had sauerbraten. Yeah, so have I. Mm. And also, uh, my mother and my grandmother both made this. Oh, really? So my grandmother made an amazing version. Mm -hmm. uh, but my mom has, has also made it, and she's since turned it into a vegetarian version for me using, oh, nice. a, you know, like a fake kind of... The faux meat. A faux meat kind right. of stuff. Of course, you don't get that stringy corned beef kind of thing, really, mm -hmm. with it. But yeah. it, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But basically, what I like about this sour beef and dumplings, first off, when you say sour, you use like a gallon of vinegar in it. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. is ridiculously sour. Mm -hmm. Some people like it a little bit more sweet. Some people like it less sweet. Mm -hmm. Well, in but, the Germanic cultures, they, they pickle tons of things. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like that vinegary, sour. Yeah. It's just part of their culture. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I also wanted to mention that we have a huge German population around here in Baltimore. In Annapolis, we've got the Old Stein. Yes. Also, yeah. also we have Blob Park, mm -hmm. which they have like German polka going on like yeah. all the time, right? Oompa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but this, I found recipes specifically calling it Baltimore-style sour beef and dumplings. Mm, is so, it like Old Bay in it or some crap? No, no. It's just because we had so many German immigrants. Oh, okay. It's you know, their that, version. Mm -hmm, yeah. Nice. Now, also, I want to mention that there is, a, you know, a place near D.C. as well that's specifically called Germantown. Yeah, that's because, true. Because, yeah. you know, just in this area, we had a huge, you know, population of Germans. Mm -hmm. So, now this, you specifically take a potato, okay, mm -hmm. and what the, you have to rice it. So yeah. basically, you're, you're either grating it or you put it in the food processor or whatever you're doing, but you're getting all the water out of it mm -hmm. and you're keeping the pulp. Then yeah. you, once you do that, you take the pulp, you basically squish it into a big asteroid dough ball, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. And the, these things are big. Oh, like, yeah. It's these like a are, ball. They're, right. almost, they're about the size of like a, a – almost like a size of a, a baseball. Yeah. Softball. Well, not a – that's a I've never seen them that big. Really? I, most of the time, they're about the size of a, of a baseball. Okay. Which is, a baseball is a that's big, a, it's a, a large circumference. Yeah. yeah. You know, to be in like a soup bowl, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you get like a dumpling and you're full. And that's it. You know? yeah. yeah. So, but you, yeah, it, you have all the sour beef. It basically, the sour beef you have, uh, it's basically like a gravy with that really tart, sour, mm -hmm. you know, from the vinegar. Yeah. So that's all mixed in, but you know, and it, nothing inside of it. It's not a stuffed dumpling. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it is a basically big, huge, globulous <laughs> dough ball of, of right. you know, but it's, it's made from the dough of a potato. Right. 
Right. So, like I said, one of the one of the recipes that I saw, you basically take it and you put it into like a food press, not a food processor. What do they call it? A juicer. Mm-hmm. You take a potato, you put it in a juicer, like the Jack Lane juicer thing. Right, right. So you get potato juice on one end. You right. don't even keep that. What you you're doing is you're the keeping pulp. the pulp from the other end. Nice, yeah. And then you squish it together, and well, that's the, how you make it. There used to be this thing. It's a, a food mill, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a it, big crank on the top. Yeah. You put whatever in you, you want into the, the barrel of it. Yeah. And the bottom has um, – it's kind of like a, like a cheese grater. Yeah. And it has a, an arm that's – swipes around and it mills the the food and it comes out as you know extruded like, like little stringy things yeah that's how they used to do it before like you would jack string LeLane. a carrot or something yeah well yeah. that's how they used to do it before jack lane would come along yeah so i just thought that was really neat a- another another baltimore delicacy nice so now one of the I, oh God, who's the terrible guy with the blonde hair and the glasses behind his head because uh, he has eyes in the back of his head guy ferrari yeah yeah, Guy Guy Ferrari. He went to the uh, the Boulevard Diner over in Dundalk, which is pretty famous for their sour beef and dumplings. Mm-hmm. They are a Greek diner, but you know Greek diners. <laughs> My eyebrows just went what? No, 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 no. <laughs> Greek, come on, you know. I know. Greek I, diners are known for having like like a phone book. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean. Huge Recipe, menu. Yeah, menu that oh, like a but phone I'm book just saying that. with with so many different things on. I it. know, but a Greek diner making a ger- a traditional German German recipe. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. No, they're, they're, it's like when I see cheeseburgers on Chinese menus. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm fried good. chicken. They always do fried chicken at like Chinese food really? places. Really, I've yeah. seen French fries and cheeseburgers, and I'm like, no, no, that's no. probably frozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got. A fun little quiz for you, Chris. Oh, Jesus. There's a pop quiz? Yeah. Come on. All right. All right. I'm ready. This topic needs a quiz. (laughs) We haven't done a quiz in, good Lord, probably like 20 episodes or something like that. Mm, So we need one. We need one. Okay. I'm down. All right. So this quiz is called Steamed, Boiled, Baked, or Fried. Steam. Oh, wait. Is there triangle in this? No. <laughs> <laughs> Best video we've ever done. You guys okay. will have to go back and look at that. Um, what was that for? That was Our for Yuri Geller Yuri episode. Geller. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> great. Steamed, boiled, baked, or fried. So basically, I'm going to tell you okay. uh, the name of a dumpling. All right. And the area and or region that it comes from. And you're going to tell me, is it fried Steam. Oh no, hold on. Now no, hold on. Now you're changing up the Oh, oh do you want you, you're, you're you want cha- the you you want uh, Yeah, cuz now I have to I have to do it. Steamed, boiled, baked or fried. Right. Baked? Baked. Baked. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then I'll give you a brief description of what it is. The Cotswold dumpling from England. Is it steamed, boiled, baked or fried? Cotswold? Mm-hmm. Cotswold. Well, don't hold on. No, don't no, no. try to look at anything. I'm up. not looking it up. I, I literally wrote down in a little notepad document: oh, steamed, steamed, boiled, boiled baked, baked, or fried. fried. So I remember. Nice. So I don't think that any of them are done like in a different way. All right. So it's breadcrumbs, uh, usually with some kind of cheese, uh, and it's covered in dough. Okay. Well, you're Is saying it? England. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now, if you would have said Scotland, I would have said uh, fried. But you're saying England, I'm saying boiled. They boil everything over there. Ah. Is it deep fried? It's fried. Oh, man. 
I thought if it was a, if it was a Scottish dumpling, it was definitely going to be fried. Okay, right. and right. these are okay. These are kind of tricky because I tried to pick the ones that were uh, the most unknown for at least for me and you. Uh-huh. Okay, <clears throat> so from Norway, we have the komprados, which is a potato and/or flour, uh, and sometimes it has meat and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes vegetables. Okay, so is it steamed, boiled, baked, or fried? So it's like a composite dumpling. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with boiling again. Bing, 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 bing. Yes. Got one. All right. Put a check somewhere. I did. <laughs> I got it. Okay. From the Lebanese, you've got the shish barak, and it is pine nuts, mint, garlic, cilantro, sometimes beef, sometimes goat, uh, milk, or yogurt, uh, and it's a stuffed dumpling. You know what? I I think because it has pine nuts in it, and mm-hmm. that's going to bring some uh, some uh, some oil, mm-hmm. you know, to the to the dumpling party. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with baked. Bing 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 bing. Yes, nice. I am doing way better at this <laughs> yes, than are. I thought I was going to. <laughs> this is not like reading cards. Yeah. <laughs> okay, from Egypt, we've got a sweet dumpling. Okay, sweet dumpling called the katyef. Now, it is usually mixed nuts, cheese, spices, and it's a stuffed dumpling. Mixed nuts, cheese, okay, some fruit maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, man. I am going to go, you know, I know that there's nuts in this again, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's going to bring some oil, but but it being from, Egypt, from Egypt, I don't think they're, I don't think that they boil a whole lot. And I don't think they're good at steaming necessarily. I'm gonna go with fried. Bing, 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 bing. Oh man, I'm nice. doing awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, we only have a few more left. I haven't had any of these, by the way. Oh, I know. I've That's, never eaten any of these. I dumplings. think they would be awesome. Yeah. They all sound really, really interesting and really good. <laughs> so from South Africa, we have the melkos, which is milk and flour made in a kind of a butter and milk broth okay uh sprinkled with cinnamon and sugar oh wow so we're talking another sweet dumpling mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go with boiled because it's in a broth bing 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 yes i am doing awesome mm-hmm. okay from get all you haters out there <laughs> I'm, i am i am beating the 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 dumpling police <laughs> the daylight yeah. out of these dumpling police okay we have the clotty from Scotland. Okay. Uh, dried fruit, suet, sugar, milk and flour, and it is wrapped in a light dough. Uh, fried. Ah. Oh, come on, really? It is boiled. It's from Scotland. It is boiled. Oh, oh they fry <laughs> everything over there. Even that they, I bet you they fry it after they boil it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. From the Cantonese, we have the which, by the way, if it's that's a Scotland, Scotland, Scottish, that is a <laughs> Scotland dumpling. Uh-huh. Next year for uh, burn for, supper, for burn supper, we're gonna have to make those. Okay, now. yeah. All right. Uh, from the Cantonese, we have the saimei, uh, which is veggie, veggies, meats, uh, and it's usually served with a peanut sauce. With a peanut sauce, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going steamed. They st- they they steam bing, all bing, their dumplings. Bing, bing, bing. Yes, they steam all their dumplings in Asia. All right. That's Last, just how they cook them. I mean, I'm sure I, that they do a few other ones. But. I've pan fried. I've seen. There's tons. 
Well, you got to think, well, like Asian crab culture. rangoon, right? That would be right. another dumpling, you mm-hmm. know, like thing, if mm-hmm. not a dumpling itself that is deep fried. Yes, but they use so, all of them. Yeah. I just picked one at random to represent some Asian culture. Yeah. Uh, so last one. Okay. Most important. Pretty, pretty. I mean, you're, you're acing the test I'm, so I'm far. I'm doing well. You've gotten, I'm doing well. what, two wrong so far? Yeah, that's it. Uh, two out of eight wrong. So last one here. You have the Dampfenudel from Bavaria. Okay. And this is a sweet dumpling. Bavaria. Mm-hmm. Sweet dumpling, Bavaria. Is it stuffed? Mm-hmm. It's stuffed, but you're not going to tell me what with. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'm going to go with fried because it sounds like a donut. This is a trick question. What? <laughs> this is a trick question. That's okay. not fair. <laughs> well, you got, you got it partially right. Okay. It's partially right. First, they are steamed. Okay. Okay, to stiffen the dough. And then they are fried to give them a nice crispy exterior on the bottom. It sounds like they're like a, yeah, like a donut, right? Kind Isn't of. That how, oh, no, kind bagels. Of, uh, bagels are of. steamed and then baked. Right. Right. So it's like one of those things. Right. They, so you got, they, not steamed, they're, yeah, they're boiled and then baked. Right. Right? So you have that, you have half a point for that. You one. didn't tell me it could be, <laughs> it could be. I didn't want to. More than one. I wasn't going to say I didn't that. know that it could be more than one. Of course it could be more than one. Oh, man. <laughs> so you did pretty good on that one. All right. So I got, uh, I got five out of eight right. Yeah, and that's a half not, a point that's somewhere. Not bad. Okay. Half a point All floating right. around. Five and a half out of eight. <laughs> so I'm all full of uh, chicken and uh, dumplings here. Full of something. Some slippery dumplings. Mm-hmm. Feeling they're, like they're going to slip right out of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let me, let me bring up a few fun and interesting things before we uh, go on to our next segment. Uh, in Victorian times, in Britain, there, was, there were several cases of arsenic poisoning. With the use of dumplings. Oh, yeah. Poison dumplings. Yeah. Uh, That was the method of introducing the highly toxic chemical into victims was using dumplings. That sounds terrible. And I found it in this this, uh, really cool book, and it's called The Arsenic Century, How Victorian Britain Was Poisoned at Home, Work, and Play. Yeah, I think, like, during the Victorian times, they did a lot of poisoning. Probably. Wasn't that when when the uh, the guy that poisoned every what, what was his name? He was the uh, Young Poisoner's Handbook guy. Wasn't that he was during like Victorian times, right? No, that was later. It was a little later. That was actually during the I want to say the twenties or the thirties. Really? Yeah. But there was like a lot of oh, there was there was a lot of poisoning going yeah, on because you could then. get it at a general store. Yeah, you could just go and pick it up. <laughs> go and You'd pick it like, up. Yeah, it wasn't regulated. Well, yeah, that and laudanum. You yeah, know what I mean? Too, yeah. Right next to each other. Uh, in 1890, a popular uh, alternative phrase in North America was, you ever heard of dollars to donuts? Yeah. Well, before that, guess what the term used to be? Dollars to dumplings? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. Uh, there is a line in, what is it, the, I'll be coming around the mountain when she comes, when she comes. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's a line in it that's, we'll be eating, what is it, we'll be eating chicken and dumplings when we come, when mm-hmm. we come. Yeah. yeah, so there's a line in there uh, about that. Yeah. So uh, Also, in New York City, there is a dumpling festival, which is an annual dumpling eating contest. How do we not know about this? <laughs> We're going to have to go. 
<laughs> so please tell me it's like back to back with a Mermaid Day parade. I hope so. It like <laughs> Mermaid Day parade Saturday, Dumpling Festival Sunday. We'll mm-hmm. just spend the whole weekend eating dumplings and looking at mermaids. Sweet. Uh, there is a national apple dumpling. We didn't even bring those up. Oh, yeah. Apple dum- those are like apple turnovers, it, kind of like that. See, and that's why I didn't want to bring them up, because they're, to me, to me, they're a pastry. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because of the dough that's used becomes more of a pastry dough. It's like a flaky, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But people call them dumplings. They're apple dumplings. Yeah. Right. National Apple Dumpling Day is September 17th. Uh, yeah, I did find that, and mm-hmm. I forgot to mention it. I'm glad that you did. Uh, the Chinese Dumpling Festival, or the Dragon Boat Festival, uh, is another wonderful, amazing festival, and they basically celebrate uh, their culture with a lot of <laughs> a lot of dumplings. <laughs> Pretty awesome. All right, Joe. So I specifically tried to watch a movie for mm. this episode, okay? It was called Dumplings. It's uh, available on Netflix. Okay, on this the, is not like the Apple Dumpling Gang or anything? No, no, okay. no. So this is a Chinese movie from 2004 called Dumplings. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say I tried to watch it, I got halfway through it and had to stop. Are you eating your dumplings again? Why? You might you might want to you might want to stop if you <laughs> no, tell okay. me. All right, I'll tell you. Are they made with like just 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 I will listen, wait wait wait. I will try pretty much anything. Mm. I will not poo-poo anything unless it's actually made out of poo-poo. Okay. <laughs> and All right. then I might well, poo-poo I'll tell you. it. So basically it's a it's a woman who is a she's a TV star, okay? Okay. In, in China. She's starting to get a little older. Her husband is a businessman. Mm-hmm. He starts to basically not really start talking to her anymore, you know, not giving her attention. Mm. So she goes to a woman who is known for her special dumplings that are... Love dumplings? A, no, they have a rejuvenating property. Oh. So basically to make her look younger. And of course, the woman who makes them, she eats them as well. And she's, you know kind of supposed to be older, but looks mm-hmm. very, very young. Mm-hmm. So throughout the course of the movie, and this is about where I stopped because I couldn't handle it, <laughs> you find out that she used to work for an abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, are they stem cell no dumplings? longer working there, but she still has friends there. She <laughs> goes back there like she's bringing them lunch, okay? Mm-hmm. She has her little, you know, little, little bento lunch, box. little bento box, okay? Mm-hmm. And it has several layers, okay? And uh, she brings her lunch there, and mm-hmm. then she comes home, and it's filled with little fetuses. Okay. okay? You know what, Joe? Before we do this, make sure <laughs> at the beginning of this you put a spoiler warning. <laughs> right. Yes, it's little fetuses she puts mm-hmm. in the dumplings, and they're crunchy because of the bones Wait, and everything okay. else, and it's supposed to be rejuvenating. And I literally don't know how it ended because I couldn't <laughs> get through stopped. it. I had to stop because it was so gross to me. Okay, is this think, like king cake? No, oh, they keep the little baby inside the, the king cake. <laughs> yeah, but this baby isn't plastic. <laughs> it's so gross. So, it's, so in fact, so they're the first, stem cell dumplings. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, it, like, have you ever seen the the uh, South Park episode where Christopher Reeves comes out and he's like cracking the baby's head off and like sucking the stem cells right out of it? Like, <laughs> no. that's basically what's happening in this movie. Okay. Yeah, and I literally couldn't get through it. I had to stop. I was like, I'm done. I'm mm. going to bed. <laughs> I don't want any nightmares. That's it. So. I don't know. I, you know, I told you. It's like Elizabeth Bathory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, okay. So I don't know. I don't want to give you this. I, you know, 
I know I was worried about spoiling everybody, but they tell you this within the first half an hour. Okay. Okay, so it, it happens fairly quickly. Right. Now, what happens eventually is she starts getting more and more hungry for the dumplings and wants of to course. continue to eat them. Well, and once I don't, you taste... I can't even really spoil it because I stopped halfway through. Well, once you taste human flesh... Well, yeah. You gotta keep eating it. Yeah, that's long, what I'm saying. It's like long uh, pig is the tastiest pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, obviously, you know, she had become a Wendigo at that point. <laughs> Wendigo. Yeah. <laughs> he was licking me. <laughs> She's a Chinese Wendigo. <laughs> right. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's so my story. So were there like any vegetables? Mixed in with the babies? Yes, there's herbs and things like that. But basically the whole point is is she's eating fetus dumplings. Right. And it's really gross and I couldn't handle it. (laughs) So I turned it off. So please don't tell me how it ends because I don't want to know. Okay. So So can I borrow it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) No problem. But also, so that is streaming on Netflix. Nice. If you get the chance. You can literally watch it as soon as you're done listening to this. Cool. Oh, Joe, also... Uh, you know from, you know, us hanging out Mm -hmm. that I brought a little bit of Applejack for you to taste. This is bonus content, people. Yeah, so, uh, you know, you can end here if you'd like. Mm -hmm. But I brought a little bit of Applejack, uh, throwback to the Applejack episode, Mm -hmm. and I brought three different kinds. Mm -hmm. A vanilla, uh, aged in vanilla, a Mm -hmm. normal aged that Mm -hmm. I've been aging for about three months now. Okay. Since I've made it. And then one that I aged on oak. Nice. So you want to grab those? They're off. They're, they got to be chilled by now, and mm-hmm. you you can give them a try. All right, Joe. So basically, uh, because of our Applejack episode, mm-hmm. you know, you can buy Laird's Applejack, mm-hmm. but uh, I decided to make some of my own. Right. So here are basically it's all the same Applejack, but I took some and I aged some on oak, and then I aged some on vanilla. Okay. So first off, why don't you try the normal one, which is in the middle there? In the middle here? Yeah. That's the that's the normal Applejack, that uh, and I brought some along to burn supper, which everyone drank happily. Yeah, it was <laughs> pretty good. Now, but this is a little bit older, so you know it has a little bit of a different flavor now. It's been sitting around for a little while longer. Ooh, that's pretty good. It's tart, right? Yeah, pretty good though. Yeah, it's tart, appley. There you go. Mm, I love this stuff. Mm. Woo! It's, All right, but it's not like extremely stringent alcohol. No, you know? it's not. You get a nice breathy alcohol exhale, mm-hmm. but it's not nearly as bad as, as some alcohols. Okay, okay, so now that one there that you're touching, go this, ahead. All right, this guy. That is the one that I've been aging on a vanilla bean. Ooh, did you strip the vanilla bean? Did you yes, cut I it? did. Yep, cut it, stripped it. It's uh, been aging on a vanilla bean. You could probably smell mm. some vanilla flavor out yeah. of it. Yeah, get a little bit of vanilla off that. Oh, that's nice. That is, is pleasant. It's it very pleasant. It kind of uh, brings down a little bit of the tartness, mm-hmm. right? That is amazing. Bonus content is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is really, really good. I'm really excited about that one. And this last one here, I've been aging on oak. I went to the homebrew store, and I got some French oak chips, Ooh. and this one has been aging on oak. Joe's smelling the cork. Yeah, and he's saying nice. that's yeah, that's, that's neat. nice. Mm-hmm. It's a little darker than the other ones. It is a little of course, darker because it's yeah. gonna it's gonna partake some of that oak. And it's picking up yeah, it's picking up the color from the oak. That's great color. Whew. Got a little bit of a whiskey thing to yes, it, right? It does because yeah. of the oak. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is good. Mm. 
So yeah, that's what I kind of like about that one. It's got a little bit of a, a little bit of whiskey kind of flavor to it, but not too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who would have thought I was going to get sloshed on a uh, on a dumpling episode? <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> it's just a just a little it's taste test. A little snifter. It's fine. Yeah. So basically, that one, you know, you still get some of the vanilla because yeah. you get vanilla from oak, mm-hmm. but you're also getting like the you know the the, the strong wood character. Yeah, the from woodiness. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, very good, man. So Awesome. All right, Curiosos. Well, thank you for sticking around uh, mm-hmm. to the end. Where thank we... you for pot sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we had to throw a little bit of Applejack at the end of dumplings. Oh, we had to. You had it. Might as well try it. I wanted you to taste it. Yeah. yeah. It's so, good. Good stuff. So a uh, little, little bit of bonus content there for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, The moral of the story is go out and try some dumplings. Absolutely. Okay? That just Who cares where it comes from? Try it. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Jeez, Joe, I can't drop anything around here. <laughs> Noisy motherfucker. <laughs> Soylent dumplings are people.